and we can get really busy and, you know, say we're doing this for God and for the kingdom of God, and, you know, I got to do this and I got to do that, and God is like, but how can you do that without me? How, how can you be effective without me? How can you be sustained without me? You know, because it takes the power of God and, and the Holy Ghost strengthening us and helping us to really live this life. I, I don't want to live this life without God. I don't want to live this life without his power, without the Holy Spirit. I don't want to try and do things on my own. Because, you know, I might be able to do that for a little bit, but at some point, I'm going to break. I'm not going to have enough energy. My body's going to fail. Something is going to give. If you try to live this life without God, I mean, we can look at the world that we live in and look at the people around us. And you can see those that don't have Jesus, those that don't have what we have, they are hopeless. They're tired, they're worn, they're weary. They're all beat up. Because they need Jesus. They need the answer. But the sad thing is, is Christians are in that condition. Christians are weary. Christians are broken. Christians are stressed out. Christians are dealing with all of these things. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, that we're going to have tribulation. So I'm not telling you that you're not going to deal with stuff. But what I am telling you is that if you spend time with God in his presence, talking to him, allowing him to work in you and, and strengthen you and fill you up and prepare you for the day, when those things come, Instead of you being knocked out of the ring, your shield of faith goes up. You plead the blood of Jesus. You use the name of God. You refuse to be moved even when things aren't going right. You know, when, when you're dealing with stuff in your head, you can look to the word. You can say, okay, I know what's going on in here, but... Let me get in the word. Let me get in the presence of God. Let me hear what God has to say about my situation. But as I said, sadly, a lot of Christians don't take time to spend time with their father. I don't believe that's true of us. I believe we are people that pray. But I also know that even though we are people that pray, we could probably get a little bit more understanding of how powerful 
us praying is. I know that's not good English, but it's true. Our prayers are powerful. They can change this world. They can change a generation. They can change a family. Our prayers can make a difference. It seems that God can do nothing unless someone, for mankind, unless someone asked him. And we're the ones to ask. We are the ones to say, God, this isn't right. And we're going to pray, and we're going to bind, and we're going to loose. We're going to speak your word. You know, things like um, it's okay to protest. It's okay to do a lot of things. It's okay to make your voice heard. But I'm telling you, when you bombard heaven, when you bombard heaven, all of heaven is behind you. All of heaven is there to assist you. The angels come to assist you. You know, you think about Daniel. I'm not doing anything that's in my notes, but that's okay. Think about Daniel. <laughs> and um, Daniel was praying. You remember the, the, the Bible says for 21 days he was waiting. And the angel came and said, hey, as soon as you prayed, the answer was on its way. But I met opposition. So another angel had to come and take up the battle so that the one with the answer could come. But Daniel prayed. Daniel was, I don't even remember how many kings he lived through their lifetime. But he affected every king because he was a man of prayer. He affected his world because he was a man of prayer, because he was willing to pray. He didn't care who thought anything about him praying, whether they said, you know, they were going to throw him in the lion's den or not. He didn't care. What he cared about was he knew he needed to spend time with his God. He needed to pray. He needed to intercede. He needed to stand in the gap. You know, God has said, I'm looking for somebody to make up the hedge. I'm looking for somebody to stand so I don't pour out my wrath on the land. God is needing us to pray. He's needing us to pray. When my children deal with something, I talk to them, but you know what I do? I pray. Because I know that's where the answer is. Now, God may give us and does give us wisdom on what to do as we pray. But my immediate thing is pray first. Pray first. Seek God first. God, what are we doing here? What's going on? What do I need to do? What do I need to say? What do I need to pray? Show me the enemy's tactics. Give me some insight. Help me to pray. So we need to pray. We think of our nation. Everybody says, it's a mess. Well, are the Christians praying? Have the Christians prayed? 
Remember in the beginning, God gave Adam and Eve dominion in the earth. They were given dominion. They were given dominion over all the fish and all the crawling, creeping things and everything on the earth. They were the little gods of this world. They were in charge. But when they sold out, when Adam ate the, the forbidden fruit, when he ate that, then he turned that over to Satan, and Satan became the god of this world. So when we look at this world and we say it's a mess, well, think about who the god of this world is. He's a mess. But the last Adam came, and he got our authority back. But if we don't use that authority, even though we have it, it's still a mess. It's not going to change. It's up to us, church. It's up to us to make a difference. God will hear your prayers. He hears the prayers of the righteous. His ears are open to your prayers. He's just waiting for somebody to pray. He's just waiting for somebody to say, hey, God, this is a partnership. Let's, let's, let's do something here. Let's get something done. You tell me to pray, and then you'll do. I pray, you do. But if we don't pray, and it's more than just my four and no more. We have to pray for our families. We should pray for our families. We must pray for our families. But then we've got to go beyond that. So like last week, I talked about a lot of things about, you know, as far as, um, you know, us having, inviting God in. You know, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest things about prayer is sometimes people have this misconception of, of God, that they think, you know, he's, he's waiting for you to do something wrong. Or they may equate the way God interacts with them with the way their earthly father interacted with them if they didn't have a good relationship, if they couldn't trust their father, if their father was abusive, or, you know, if their father wasn't present or if they couldn't count on their father. And they look at God and think that he's the same way, but he's not. He's God. He's a true father. He's a real father. Praise God. And he would never hurt you. He would never let you down. He would never desert you. He would never holler at you. Now, he might correct you, and he will, and he does, but he doesn't holler at you. He doesn't beat you down. He tells you, this, we need to correct this. And then he lifts you up and says, come on, let's dust this off. Let's put that in the past. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Let's go. Let's go forward. You're, you're cleaned up. You're ready to go. Amen? So... We need to invite him in our life. We need to communicate with him personally. And we need to exercise our authority. So those are things that we talked about last week. 
And tonight, I really just want to spend just a little bit of time talking about some things that are, um, I think, are important as far as prayer is concerned. So let's pray. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is ever-present, Father God, to teach us. Heavenly Father, open our eyes. Help us to see your word, to see, Father God, to, and to have revelation knowledge tonight. Give us insight. Give us understanding, Father God, to understand you, to understand your word, to understand the importance of prayer and so many other things, Father God, in your word. We just thank you tonight for the Holy Spirit ministering to us gracefully, ministering to us, Father God, with, um, with power, with demonstration. And Father God, I thank you that you do speak through me and you help me, Father God, to say exactly what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So there's just a few things. There's, well, there's a lot of things about prayer that we can talk about. I mean, you can spend days, weeks, hours, you know, talking about prayer. Um, but there is a right way to pray and there is a wrong way to pray. And then, of course, there's different kinds of prayers, and these different kinds of prayers, you know, different kinds of prayers for different circumstances, different situations. So there's all kinds of prayers. But, um, and I'll list a few of them for you. So there's like the prayer of agreement. That's where two people get together and they're agreeing um, on a particular thing. There's the prayer of faith or the prayer of petition. So this prayer is about you. You're petitioning God about yourself, right? There's a prayer of intercession, so you're praying for others. There's a prayer of praise and worship. So this is um, kind of what we did tonight. This is the time where we just were worshiping God. And, and um, so we, we are just simply we're telling him how much we love him, how much we appreciate him, how much we need him. Then there's a prayer of consecration, um, or you could say dedication. This is that prayer where you say, if it be your will. That's the only prayer that I know that we use, if it be your will, because we know it's his will to heal. We know it's his, heal, his will for us to be prosperous. We know a lot about his will. But many times when you're searching or you're asking God, say if you need a specific thing about whether you should move to another city, that could be, God, is this your will? Is this what I need to do? Is this the step I need to take, another job or whatever, things like that? Because um, there's nothing specific in the Bible that says, Linda, pack your bags and go to uh, California. There's, that's not in 1 Corinthians. That's not in 2 Corinthians. That's not in Hebrews. That's not in Psalms. That's not anywhere. Okay? But there's stuff to help me. There's scriptures to help me get there. But I'm just saying, that's a, if it be your will. Then there's United Prayer, where... Uh, we come together like on Tuesday nights. We pray together. We come together corporately and pray. Um, then there's a prayer commitment. We kind of talked about we we talked about that a little bit tonight in that casting our cares on God. We you know when we pray and say God, you know what I can't handle this. I'm giving this to you. I'm casting my cares on you. 
And they're not mine anymore. They're yours. They belong to you. So when the thoughts come, you can say, ah, uh-uh, I cast that over in the Lord. You need to go talk to him. <laughs> That's not mine anymore, okay? So um, those are some of, the, some of the main types of prayers. And then um, the thing about these prayers, as you can see, you know, there, there's actually different rules or guidelines when you're praying these prayers. We're not going to go over all that tonight, but just think of it this way. Um, we know sports. There's, you know, we, there's the heading sports, but under sports, there's baseball, there's football, there's basketball, there's volleyball, there's all kinds of sports. But you can't play baseball with football rules, right? Same way with prayer. Well, I can't pray the prayer of commitment with the same rules that I would pray the prayer of petition or the prayer of uh, consecration, okay? So there's different types of prayers, and there's different guidelines on how to pray those different kinds of prayers. And if you want to be effective in praying the different types of prayers, you got to know what the rules are, okay? So, but we're, again, I'm just sharing that with you. Um, Turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, just so you can see some um, things here. just want to show you this in the scripture. And you guys remember how I was saying with you, when you have your, your devices, they can, um, you know, all kinds of stuff can come up. Well, I just had an advertisement come up. It's like, okay. All right. Okay. We just got rid of that. Hey, are you there? Okay. So this just um, is one scripture. that shares with you like that there's all kinds of prayers. So in Ephesians 6, verse 18, King James says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all preservation and supplication for all saints. So praying always with all prayer. There's more than one kinds of prayer. The Amplified says, uh, Amplified Classic says, pray at all times on every occasion, every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert, watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all saints, God's consecrated people. But I want to talk to you more tonight about just some important things, some things that I believe are important that we may be reminded of or need to know about prayer. Number one, everybody say number one. Pray the word of God. Okay? So when you were praying, you want to pray the word of God. Okay? Because what does God watch over to perform? His word. So if you're taking his word to him and you're praying his word, what is he going to do? He's going to answer. He's going to perform. Right? Um, I asked Karen... Our, our bookstore lady to uh, bring out some things. Um, anybody ever had a dry spell? Their prayer time? Yeah. 
and you're just, you, you, you're committed, but it's like, Lord, this is like plowing. This is, whoo, but I'm going to do it because I'm committed. Well, these are just some resources, like this one is a prayer a day. You know, sometimes I'll revert back to just, you know, trying to help myself, and it usually does help. This is a, a, a book of Bible promises, so it has all kinds of scripture in it. I have uh, prayers that availeth much, and there's a bunch of prayers in here and all, for all kinds of things, and I'll, I'll use these, and these will jumpstart me sometimes if I'm feeling like, well, I start praying these, and it's like, oh, yeah, and other scriptures start coming up, and I begin to pray in the Spirit, and it just helps me, okay? So don't be afraid to use stuff. And then if you're new to praying, this is a good resource. It's a good resource. It's nothing but the Word. It's prayers based on the Word. They even list the scriptures for you that they're basing it on. And you can go back and look at them yourself and make sure that what they're saying is true, okay? So there's that. Um, if you are, this one is the power of a praying wife. Um, this is another prayers that availeth much, but this one has three volumes in it. So volume one, two, and three. So lots of prayers. Okay, and this has actually got a pretty nice, it's not small print. Okay. And then if you want to study about prayer, there's this book by Ian e. Bounds on prayer. And this gentleman wrote some amazing things and had some amazing insight about prayer. So what I'm saying to you is that when I say pray the word, you may be saying, Minister Linda, how, how am I going to do that? I don't feel like I know that much word. What if I pray the few scriptures that I know? What do I do? Well, here's some resources to help you, to jumpstart you, to get you going. Right? Praise God. So um, one of the things that we want to remember is God hears us because we pray in line with his word. Okay? And one of the things that Pastor uh, David rule, reminds us, he says to, um, to ask ourselves, what does God's word say about our situation? And then gather some scriptures about that situation. So when you go to the Father to pray, you have his word, and you can take his word and, and say, Father, this is what you said in your word. I'm putting you in remembrance of your word. So pray the word, because that is what God is going to move on. He's not going to move on us crying. He's not going to move on us whining. He's not going to move, you know, because we have a need. Now, he, he knows you have a need, and he wants to meet that need, but he's not going to move just because you have a need. He needs you to pray, to talk to him about that, right? Um. So we talked about meditating on God's word. That's how you get it in your, in your heart. Get it past your head, get it in your heart. And then when things come up or when you're praying, those scriptures just begin to roll up and the Holy Spirit brings things to your remembrance. Amen? Okay, so another thing 
Um, oh, I guess I should read you a scripture, huh? Turn to John 15, 7. <laughs> and this is a familiar one. But it says here, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, and my word abides in you, he says, then you can ask what you will, and it'll be done. Why? Because you're asking according to his will, according to his word. So another thing to remember is that we are to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. A lot of times when we teach the children, we teach them that it's like a letter. Who are you addressing it to? To the Father. Okay? And then you give your body and then you end it in the name of Jesus. So we are to pray to the Father. In John 16, 23 and 24... It says this in the King James. It says, In that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will grant your request. Oops, I'm sorry. I'm reading part of a different. He will give it to you. Okay, whatever, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. And then it says, Hitherto... Have you asked nothing in my name? Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. So Jesus was endeavoring to get the disciples prepared for his departure. He's like, guys, I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to, you know, be buried. I'm going to be raised again, but then I'm going back to heaven. So I'm not going to be here with you. But this is what you need to do. You need to pray to the Father. Talk to the Father. When I was here walking on the earth, you talked to me. But I'm not going to be here anymore. So I'm telling you, talk to the Father. Right? So he says, pray to the Father. Pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Um, the New Living Translation, which I was reading part of that, it says, at that time you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. So Jesus was telling him, pray to the Father in my name. You've got to talk to the Father. We don't pray to Mary, the mother of Jesus. We don't pray to Buddha. We don't pray to the saints. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, right? Now, I'm not, if people do that, I'm, I'm just telling you what the word says, okay? This is what Jesus said. Y'all think Jesus knows what he's talking about? Jesus knows what he's talking about. So that's what he said for us to do. The other thing is that we have to believe that we have received when we pray. So if you are praying, Let's say you are praying for healing. So you pray in the name of Jesus to the Father in the name of Jesus. You pray and you ask God for healing. Well, when do you get the healing? 
when you pray. Do you have to wait until you see it? No. You get it as soon as you pray. So we pray, and we believe right then it's mine. I've got it. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what anybody is saying. I prayed at 813 on July, what's today? Six, July 6th, and I got the answer to my prayer right then and right there. So when we pray, we have to believe that we have received. Smith Wigglesworth said, there is something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to you. Ooh, I tell you, he's just looking for people to be in faith, amen, to believe him. So Mark eleven twenty four, we're familiar with that, right? Therefore, King James, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Okay, the New Living Translation says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe you, that you've received it, it will be yours. If you believe that you received it, it will be yours. It will be yours. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's what God said. That's what Jesus said. We make, sometimes we, make, Christians, we make things so complicated sometimes. God says, just do this. He's not complicated. Yes, he's all-knowing. Yes, he's great. He knows us. He knows how much, we, he knows, you know, we only know a little bit. <laughs> he knows our makeup. He knows our frame. He knows how much we can handle. And he's like, Let's just, let's, let's not make this complicated for them. Let's just make it easy. Because he wants you to get it. He wants me to get it. He wants us to understand. Praise the Lord. I'm like, thank you, Father. Because, you know, sometimes I'm like, Heavenly Father, that's why I pray Ephesians um, chapter 1 every day. I would say pretty much every, for the most part every day. I pray, God, grant me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Why? Because I need him to grant me wisdom and revelation. I need that. I need revelation. I need to understand. Praise God. So, you know, the thing about Mark eleven twenty four. if you look at the next verse, this is really important. Uh, verse 25, it says, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So, the key to is to believe you receive it the moment you pray, not when you can see or feel it, because there's no need to believe then, right? We must believe first. Um, Paul said in Acts chapter 27, verse 25, remember they were on the, he ended up in that shipwreck and he had told those people, y'all need, we need not to do this. 
don't need to go. And they, you know, the ship's captain, he was like, well, we're going to go anyway. But Paul made this statement in Acts 27, 25. He says, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. So he spoke of that an angel had come to him and told him. It's going to be okay. You're, going to, you're not going to lose any life. Just stay on the ship. And Paul said, I believe God. This is what God said. I believe it. And that's how we need to be. This is what God said. I believe it. This is what he said. This is what his word says. I believe it. I believe it. No doubt. No fear. No questioning. If you can see it in the word, what God said, believe it. Simply believe it. And, of course, we walk by faith and not by sight. When I look at America, I walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> Because I know there are a lot of people praying. Amen? So another thing we should do is depend on the Holy Spirit um, in our prayer life. Romans, 8, chapter, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 27. It says, likewise, this is King James, likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself or himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to God's will so the Holy Spirit is there to help us you know I don't always know what to pray in English I don't always know you know what direction I should go in so I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll begin to pray in the Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to help me. Holy Spirit, look, I, I don't know this, this situation. You know, sometimes I have people come up to me and say, well, will you pray for me? And I'm standing there waiting for me to tell them, for them to tell me what they want me to pray about. And they're just like, well, just pray. I'm like, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to pray? So, you know, if they are very dogmatic about that, because sometimes people don't want to share, I just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because he knows. He knows what's going on with them. It's not even necessary that I necessarily have to know. I don't need to know your business. If you don't want to share it, I don't need to know it. Keep it. <laughs> but if you ask me to pray... And you don't tell me what to pray for, what you're standing for, then I got to do something. So I trust the Holy Spirit to help me to pray. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we pray the perfect will of God. So sometimes I realize me praying in the Holy Spirit is, is better anyway. Because, you know, I get myself all mixed up in there because, you know, I think I know. Oh, Lord, you know, well, you need to do this for them. You need to do that. I remember one time I was praying, and um, I thought the lady had said that it was um, 
her, her son, and really she said it was her daughter. So I'm praying, you know, about a guy. And she's like, it's my daughter. I was like, sorry. <laughs> so I had to kind of change some of my prayer because it was all off. <laughs> I was praying for a male and not a female. <laughs> so, you know, but the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Amen? So we can depend on him. He helps our infirmities. But when we don't know what to pray or how to pray, he's there to help us because he knows everything. Amen? And then another thing about um, praying in the Holy Ghost, Jude, verse 20, but beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. When there are times when I get weary or I get tired, you know, because I, I say weary because I've been busy, been working, whatever, and I'll just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, and, and a refreshing comes. It starts in, you know, inside, and it just kind of wells up. And before I know it, it's like, oh, I can do, you know, I can go a little bit longer. I'm not quite the, uh, what's that, Energizer Bunny, but, <laughs> but I can go longer. I mean, especially if I need to. So I'll just begin to, to pray in the Holy Ghost and let him refresh me. Let, let, let my spirit be built up. And then, you know, if you're having, so there's a refreshing that comes, but also if you're having situations that are just seem overwhelming or just too much, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and let him build you up. And before you know it, you'll be dancing, you'll be laughing, you'll be singing, you'll be shouting, you'll be declaring the word because you're, you're praying in the Holy Ghost and he's, he's like, come on, you know, and, and he's there working on your behalf and working in you and, and, and strengthening you and, and causing you to to remember the word and remember what God has said and remember that you're more than a conqueror. And so you just pray in the Holy Ghost. And before you know it, all of that stuff is gone because you just strengthen yourself. It's like, oh, no. You know, if I start feeling down, I pray in the Holy Ghost. First of all, I take authority over that, but then I pray in the Holy Ghost. Or if it seems like, you know, it's a little bit of a trouble, you know, I'm pushing. It's like, okay, you know, I'm working at this. I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. And he's so faithful. He's never failed me. Never. I can say that with all confidence. He has never, ever failed me if I would begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay?